Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Amazing church. Would you welcome to the stage our friends from Destiny Rescue. Church, can I introduce you to Paul Meergaard, CEO of Destiny Rescue, Pastor Rachel Dunwell, who is the Teams and Partnership Manager over Australia, and then finally, Paul Summers, who's actually a part of Horizon Church. We love you and Michelle dearly. You've been amazing. We love having you as a part of Horizon Church. Paul, incidentally, manages um, the New South Wales Partnerships of Destiny Rescue. Would you welcome them? Well, Paul, um, you're a new friend to us, but I happen to notice that your background corporately is with KPMG, so which is one of the, you know, blue chip companies um, in, in our world today, actually. Um, how does a successful corporate guy like you with an incredible trajectory in corporate, big dollars, big promotion, how do you go from that to what you're doing now? Well, I think, Pastor Christie, thankfully, God rescued me from... (laughs) Sorry to everyone who works for KPMG. (laughs) No. um, You know what? I think, you know, God has a way of doing incredible things in all of our lives and using our, our history, our upbringing, the skills and experiences that God puts inside of us. And, you know, for me, I think God... God knew the path he had for me. God knew the plans. And, and I use that, I guess, those skills of being an accountant um, every single day now to apply it to the lives of rescuing kids right across the world. And, and so God never wastes any, every, any moment of our life. And um, despite, you know, I think all of us are used in different ways for his kingdom. Absolutely. That's incredible. And I, I guess, um, like we talked about with our Miracle Missions offering, it really is following the Holy Spirit, isn't it? It's where he wants to place us. We are dealing with an issue in Destiny Rescue and in, in fact the world at large, where, which has one uh, million children right now caught in the claws of this dark tragedy of human trafficking and exploitation. And um, probably many that don't make the statistics. That's just what we're aware of today. 70% of it actually sits in the Asia-Pacific area, which incidentally, I, I feel a, a deep sense of responsibility for because they're our neighbours. That's, that's not far, far away from us. That is a couple of hours on a plane trip. Um, and so much is tied up in it. It's, it's money, it's, you know, I guess $99 billion um, is quoted as being tied up in this. So it's, it's, it's an insidious thing that is driven by greed. Um, what is Destiny, how, why was it founded and what is Destiny Rescue doing? Yeah, Chris, it is, and it is such a massive issue. We know in Thailand um, every year, this was stats pre-COVID, but it was estimated that there were 200,000 Aussie men every year travelling to Thailand um, for those kind of holidays. And Destiny Rescue really came out of 21 years ago. Tony Kerwin, who you saw on the screen, was our founder and was in Thailand on a missions trip with his church. And I overheard a conversation of a girl... Uh, two guys talking about what they could do with a girl for a couple of hundred dollars. And Tony just said, he just felt God say to him, you need to do something about this. And we've said about that, Tony said about that 21 years ago. And over that 
period of time, we've now rescued 11,500 uh, people, mostly children, because <laughs> we, we really feel that God placed a mandate on us as an organisation to go after the, the freedom of children who are the most vulnerable in society. We work in officially 10 countries around the world, in Africa, um, Asia, uh, and South America, to go after to find children in the darkest places and to bring them to freedom. Uh, we really use, interesting that you talk about the Good Samaritan before, because our whole model of rescue is based on the story of the Good Samaritan about finding people in need, finding people that often others have walked around because it's too hard to deal with, because it is a tough issue to deal with. But you know what? We're tough people. And I think God calls the church to, be, to stand in the tough places of the world to find children that are being exploited by other human beings that are being bought and sold and to get them to freedom and safety. And that's what we do as an organisation. That is amazing. Can we give Paul a hand for that and just honour the work of Destiny Rescue? I, I think you're absolutely right. So many of us, and I, I say that like quite humbly, it, it just often feels too dark. God, how could I ever make a difference? And yet Destiny Rescue has been led by the Spirit into this work. God's given you an incredible strategy and you're seeing the fruit of it. Can you tell us what happens when Destiny Rescue is led to a child? And then, I guess, after that, after the rescue? Uh, I'll tell you a story from um, last year. I was up in Thailand, and interesting enough, Paul and I, uh, last weekend, we were up in Thailand um, as part of one of our un undercover operations. And there'll be a, a slide that comes up of a... You know, last year I was, I was in northern Thailand, and we went in undercover into one of the bars that we had... Uh, our agents had identified that children were in this particular bar. And so on a Friday night, hot evening uh, in northern Thailand, we went in and pretending to be customers. And we were trying to gather evidence because we work really closely with the police because for us it's not just about rescuing that child. We want to get that place shut down. We want to get the trafficker arrested. We want to make sure that there is no one else coming in her footsteps, that we're stopping... The, 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 that trail of destruction at her. And we sat in this bar um, having a bit of a party, having a bit of fun, because we're, as we gather our evidence, we have to look like we're customers because we want to make sure that we can get as many to freedom as possible. And we sat there uh, just uh, doing what tourists would often do on that particular night, gather and, but gathering evidence. And this girl that I sat next to kept mumbling the words Chonglua, Chonglua. And we're talking about what might happen later on in the night. Again, she's thinking, because if we're going to get a prosecution, we have to prove that she was available um, for sex. And that's part of our evidence gathering uh, situation. But this girl just kept mumbling this phrase and we're like, what are you saying? And and I ended up pulling out my phone and put uh, we had Google Translate there and she spoke the words Chonglua into our phone. And it's translated as her saying, I'm scared. This poor 14 or 15-year-old girl that was petrified about what was going to come her way later that night. But what I'm thankful for her is that she suddenly discovered, and if you read in, in Luke 10 where the parable of the Good Samaritan, before Jesus starts talking about the parable of the Good Samaritan, in verse 2, Jesus said, he, he told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, nope, sorry, wrong verse. 
If I go down to verse 9, sorry. Heal the sick who are there and tell them the kingdom of God has come near to you. And that's part of what we do as undercover agents. When we go into places, we go to children and not explicitly saying to them the kingdom of God has come near. But as we gather evidence, we know that the kingdom of God is coming near to children. We know that light is coming near to darkness. And as we gather our evidence, we then pass it on to the police and then we work with the police to ensure the freedom and safety of those kids and that they have a tomorrow. And that's really what we do right across the globe. We identify where children are being trafficked. We work for ways to find their freedom and then we execute that operation with law enforcement um, and then work on helping those kids develop a pathway to freedom so that they can live life the way that God intended them to live. That's incredible, Paul. Thank you so much for sharing that. It is so dark and yet God is reaching in. Paul Summers, um, you've just recently been in Asia um, and really doing your induction and getting your head around the scope of the work. Um, When you were over there, what did you see and what did you see Destiny Rescue doing in response to it? Yeah, thanks, Pastor Christy. It's um, last Sunday, it would have been Sunday morning for our church at Horizon. You would have been worshipping the Lord God Almighty and I was walking in a place I never thought I would after quite a number of days working alongside our highly trained rescue agents, I found myself in a main city there in Thailand. And as we're walking past those neon lights and loud music and, uh, and women that basically just had a number on, I found that really shocking. I mean, each person, each woman had a name. She's not a number. I've got three boys and I've always wanted to have a daughter. And I'm like, that's someone's daughter. How could this be? And as we're walking through um, these alleyways, we came to um, a really kind of, felt like we were out the back. It was kind of a little quiet edge of where we were in this main city. And we were basically fishing for our rescue agents. That means just gathering some information, gathering locations, finding possible targets, which are underage children, mostly girls, that we could actually pass on that our rescue agents could then follow up. We saw two, two girls. One was definitely uh, quite young. And so we, I was with two other um, members of our team. And we went into this bar, which had pool tables, and we had two round uh, tables. And we were sitting at this table, and we started to make contact with one very young girl and another girl that would have definitely been probably around the age of 20. The mama-san, who basically is the pimp, and I was quite shocked at um, how many of the the traffickers, the pimps, were actually females, and this mama-san was a really cranky woman. And basically, she just wanted money for exchange of these two young girls. I estimate that probably the youngest girl would have been around the age of uh, 15. Uh, She said she's 19, but I think she acted like she was 13. She's just a kid. Like seriously, just a kid. And as we're sitting um, at this table through Google Translate, chatting to both of them, sinking pool balls, one thing remained. We had this amazing moment of uncommon love. Mm. It was incredible. I don't know, one of our team members wanted to throw a banquet and I thought that was a great idea. We didn't know how to get the food, but uh, the cranky mama-san was right next to me and I, in tongue in cheek, just said, can you go get us some food? And she did. She went out and she got us, seriously, the most amazing Tom Yum soup. These green vegetables, they were seriously marinated in garlic and chilli and this pad thai. We're in Thailand. We had this like pad thai. It was incredible. And we brought the two bar tables together and we put on this incredible banquet. 
There's such a moment of uncommon love. And as we're eating and these girls, they grab a, a, a bowl and they start to fill it with the food and they're laughing. They're a little nervous, but they're laughing, they're eating. And I just stopped and there was just a moment where I thought, oh my goodness, this is a grace moment for these girls. Because normally they are on the menu. Mm-hmm. Normally they are the banquet. But we as followers of Jesus took them off the menu and gave them an invitation into this amazing moment of uncommon love. It's incredible, Paul. It's um, eye-opening. Can I ask you briefly, you, you saw that, you had that moment where, you know, really a Psalm 23 moment, he lays a table before us. It was a vision of that. Um, and you mentioned to me a scripture before about the victory of God in these situations. Absolutely. We kind of finished our meal. We gathered our evidence really to help pass on to the rescue agents. And I knew it was time to go. And so did we just knew it was time. Uh, I just saw over my shoulder, there were two young adult guys, I reckon 25 um, white guys. And I could see, I could see the lust in their eyes. And I suddenly realised that when we go, this cranky mama-san's going to put these girls back on the menu. And it really broke my heart. It really, it seriously broke my heart. I didn't want to leave. We asked them what their dreams were uh, because they've got a name. And so Krem, uh, who is the youngest one, she just wants to be a nurse. Shrem, who is the older girl, she wants to open a clothing business. I wanted just to take them to safety right then and there. Uh, but as we walked away, I just stopped and I looked back And what was really just, I just felt my heart just break into a million pieces as I saw these girls go back onto the menu, as I saw these guys wanting to access these girls, there was a moment where I realised that these girls, they not just need to be rescued, they need to be restored. And on the plane over, I was reading in the Gospel of Matthew and in Matthew chapter 12, where Jesus heals all in front of him, it says that he fulfills Isaiah chapter 42. And verses one to four, there's a little line there that says that Jesus brings justice through to victory. And I sat there and as as I looked back at this whole scene, I heard the Spirit of God say to me, I will bring justice through to victory for these girls. It's amazing, Paul. I, looking at the strategy of Destiny Rescue, looking at the way in which the fruit has come about, the way that rings have been shut down, I see that happening. I see that unfolding. Rachel, you are not only um, the partnership team's manager, but you're an ACC minister. So we're kind of, um, our team just loves Rach and just thinks she's amazing. But you are passionate about um, freedom. You are a woman who just carries such an anointing for freedom and so forth. Why is this close to the heart of God? What is God's heart on this matter? Thanks, Pastor Christy. One of the things I love about Scripture is, is many things I love about the Word of God. But if we look at a constant thread throughout Scripture from Genesis all the way through to Revelation, God is intentional about many things. But one of the key things that God is intentional about is freedom. It is the heartbeat of God. It has always been His heartbeat. Right from the moment in Genesis 3 where that began to unravel, God made a commitment straight away to continue the process of freedom across the earth. 
There is, we look at pockets of stories throughout Scripture where we see God leaning in very passionately, actively, aggressively into finding nations, people groups, individuals' freedom. That has not changed. That is still the heartbeat of God. And even this morning, God is asking us to look at His heart. Again, God is asking us to look at His heart and His heart is freedom. Now for me, I know what it's like personally to lose freedom. I know what it's like, I was raised in a religious cult. I understand what it's like to lose entirely your power of choice. So for me, there's a personal reason why this is so grossly wrong, but there is a very strong biblical narrative around this. Let me allude to you, John 4, the woman at the well, where Jesus spent time, the longest dialogue that Jesus ever had in His lifetime, in His ministry, was in John 4 with the woman at the well, wanting to take a woman from a place of captivity and total loss, a very lost heart, and she encountered the love of Jesus and her life changed. You know, the heart of God has not changed. And for me, I believe the church, it is our moment in history. It is our moment of time. It is not a time to shrink back. It is not a time to say it's too difficult. It is a time to look at the heart of God and say, I will continue your purposes across the planet. And if we look at this very briefly, if we look at the ministry of Christ even, there are core mark, like pillar attributes of Jesus Christ as, as He walked the face of the planet. And one of those attributes was His love for children. He said these words, Suffer not the little children to come to Me. Don't you forbid them, for such is the Kingdom of Heaven. And Horizon Church, I believe the whisper of the Holy Spirit across the planet right now is this. Traffickers, you let those children go because He wants His children free. He loves the children of the planet and He wants them dignified. He wants them restored. He wants them reintegrated back into life. And more than anything, He wants them to encounter, like Pastor, like Paul, Pastor Paul here and Paul Murgad has said, He wants them to encounter the love of Jesus. That's the reason why I wake up every day. That's the reason I follow this through every day because it matters to Him and I wanna look at His heart every day. And I want to make a difference every day for him. Yeah. I love it, Rachel. Can we give Rachel a hand? <laughs> Paul, I want to ask you, so we've heard largely about the rescue efforts, the problem and the rescue efforts. Destiny Rescue has had incredible fruit in the area of restoration, uh, which really is... Our, our deepest heart's desire when things have gone wrong in the life of a child. Could you share one restoration story with us? Look, I was in Africa at the beginning of the year looking at some of our work there and I was blown away as I walked through, like I've, I've been to Africa, I've spent probably, put all my trips together three or four years probably in Africa. I've seen a lot of development work in Africa, but we've started helping our caregivers or the ch children that we've rescued, depending on the age, start small businesses. And I was blown away by the, one, the resilience 
that is built in a child's life for them to overcome. And we work really hard. We've got a Dr. Robbie Sondriger, is, uh, which a lot of you may know of. Um, he's developed uh, an aftercare model, uh, psychosocial support model that we run through with children, um, helping them overcome the trauma that they have gone through. But then we've got an economic empowerment model, which is helping their caregivers or themselves start small businesses. And, and I remember I sat with one lady in, out on Lake Victoria in Kenya, and she had been sewing bags uh, to be able to generate enough income for the family so that their daughter didn't have to go out and sell herself just to help them put food on the table. And I was blown away by not only the resilience of the children that I see, but also the whole family, how that we're not just trying to rescue that particular child, but the resilience model, that aftercare model, is actually enabling us to stop the cycle of poverty for that family. And that they've then got the ability to rise above that situation and stop it for the generations to come as well. And that, for me, like it's not, you know, uh, yeah, it, it just blows your mind to see how sometimes so little is needed to actually make such a big difference. And we see those kids rise above that. And, and I kept hearing from some of the, we spoke to one lady who was like the, the TAFE principal from a vocational training college we send the girls to. And she talked about the girls that we're rescuing are her A students. They're the ones that are studying harder. They're the ones that are working harder, that are achieving the best results and that are rising above the obstacles that have been put before them to make an incredible difference in their communities. Uh, I love that. One, one of the things that with so many of our friends that we work with in missions, so you're going to hear about Sapeo tonight and many other groups and individuals that we work with is it's a holistic approach to ministry. It is not just the rescue. The rescue, um, as we see in the story of the Good Samaritan, it is essential to extract children out of evil and dark places. You know, I, I think Destiny Rescue is an incredible testimony. You know, Corrie Ten Boom said, um, you know, there is no pure hit so deep that Jesus isn't deeper still. And to me, Destiny Rescue really is that um, incredible voice um, and, and truth. Like you, you are saying to us, that is true. Jesus goes to the darkest places. But then there is a restoration that happens post that. And I just uh, want to honour the way that this ministry and this organisation is so strategic in the restoration. You're, you've got credible partners. Your models of care and aftercare are incredibly solid. Um, you know, I know working in this space a little, with ACCI, um, I know that you are ACFID registered and so you are solid as houses in terms of the integrity of your ministry and just the, the rigorous nature of what's gone into it. Paul, I want to ask you, you are being a KPMG, um, you know, alumni, um, you, are, you are a dollars and cents guy and for us, um, you know, God gives us resource and he asks us to steward well. We're going to a Miracle Missions offering next week in all services. Can you help us understand through the lens of Destiny Rescue, um, and if I could get keys up as well, that'd be awesome. Um, can you help us understand through that lens what does our giving do for the lives of these children? If I put my accountant hat on, I often think about return on investment. And on average, it costs us $1,800 to rescue a child. But I look at the return on investment of $1,800 to a child, and I see what happens to that child, and then for her generations, and the generation after that, and the generation after that, 
what's happening in communities to the broader community as we see righteousness, as we see the gospel come, as we see the kingdom of God come near to communities. Um, it's incredible. And if I think about, you know, I can invest in property and I've done a lot of property investing myself, but I don't think I've ever invested anything more worthwhile and anything that has a greater return on investment than investing into the life of a child where we can help them turn their situation around and allow God to bring incredible restoration and, as you, as you all talk about, uncommon love. It's an outpouring of uncommon love that allows the world to be changed, church. And I think it's an incredible privilege that God calls us into that space, into a space where God is able to enact healing, recovery, give sight back to a child that thought their sight had been robbed from them. You know, when a child is trafficked, they're told you're useless, you will amount to nothing, that your life is over, you are just something to be bought and sold. And church, when we restore a child, we get to say to a child, start dreaming, child, because your dream's going to come true. And church, I just want to say, Pastor Christy, thank you so much to you, to your whole church, church, for, for making such a difference for the lives of kids right across the world. We often talk about it, and I think it was on the screen before, and I often remind people, the children that we rescue, they'll probably never know your name. But church, I've seen it in their eyes, and I know it deep in my heart, that they can't tell their story without talking about you. And so we just say a massive thank you for your incredible generosity and support. Thank you so much, Paul. Can we honour Paul for that? I'm... You know, even as you talk, Paul, um, I think of the story of the rich man who siloed his wealth on earth. Um, but I see in you and I see in Destiny Rescue and, and its partners, churches like ours, people that have a revelation that life is short here, but I can make a decision with my resource that impacts eternity. I can choose to silo it. And, and I don't, I, we've never as a church, we, we love to see people flourish and we want people to be wise stewards of what God's put in their hand. But we cannot be like the rich man who siloed wealth and eternity was, was blown up in it. I, I just wanna honour you for just the example and the leadership you've shown to us and really to, to our nation in this way. Rachel, as um, we bring our, our meeting to a close at our interview, um, really, if I was to look at a passage that directly spelled out the ministry of Destiny Rescue, um, and really, um, just what we've spoken about today, it would be Isaiah 61. It happens to be in the front of our missions magazine this year, and that is, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because He's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, and we work in the poorest places, but it's spiritually poor, but physically and materially poor, destitute, left. He's caused me to set at liberty the captives, to open eyes of the blind, those that they can't see dream and destiny and vision anymore. They're so blinded by tragedy and exploitation. 
Uh, I want to ask two things, Rach, of you. Firstly, what do you feel like God is saying to the church in this hour? But then can I ask you, could you pray for us as we prepare? We, we really are, we want to be a Spirit-led church here. We want to be individuals, people that hear the Spirit's voice and follow. As we prepare for our Miracle Missions offering, I would love you to pray over the people of Horizon, both online and here in the room today as we prepare. So firstly, what do you feel God is saying to the church in this hour before you pray? Thank you. I really believe that God is asking His church to be brave, to be strong and to be very courageous and to understand again and afresh that truly every place that we put our feet upon, God will give it to us. And God's eyes are not blind, His ears are not deaf, He hears the cries of His people across the planet. I saw this in a brothel in Thailand, working undercover. And there was a beautiful girl, and you met her as well, Chi Chi. We worked with her, another team came in the next night, and all of a sudden a worship song came up on the karaoke machine. This little life had been trafficked and lied to. She'd been lied to when she'd been trafficked to another part of the country that she lived in. But God saw her. And our agent stepped into a place confidently, strongly believing that those words are true. Be strong, be brave, be courageous, because everywhere you put your feet, God is gonna give it to you. And it is our time, it is our season, it is our moment, all is not lost. The nations of the world belong to God and all that dwell in it. And this is our moment throughout history. God has raised up in different parts of of Christian history, men and women, churches, Christianity has been used by God to end slavery and exploitation. And I believe this is a moment in time where God is calling His church to rise again in this space and make a difference. And let's do this together. Let's be found in the harvest, being strong, being brave, being confident and bringing God's Kingdom to earth. Yeah. Would you pray for us as we prepare for I'd next love week? Love why, don't you, why don't you open your hearts and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you? May I stand because uh, I want to honour the one million children that sit across the planet right now. They don't know we exist yet, but God knows who they are. So I want to stand as I pray for them. Father, I thank You that You are good that You are kind, that You are gracious and You are merciful. And I pray, Holy Spirit, as we come together, that Father, You would continue to work miracles in the darkest places of the planet. Father, I thank You that Your Word promises us that light will always overcome the darkness. And Father, I pray for Horizon Church as they lean into this space, as they lean into this situation that is not easy, it is confronting, but I know it's in your heart. And Father, I pray they would be moved with a supernatural touch of the Holy Spirit this morning, 
Father, I pray that You would cause their heart to be broken for what breaks Yours today. And Father, I pray that You would speak to them, You would enable them, You would commission them, and You would use them extensively to bring light and hope and healing into parts of the world that they never dreamed possible they could influence. And we do pray for every other partner that Horizon are partnering with. We pray for them to be blessed as well. Every other initiative, every other missionary that they're supporting, we pray that You would continue to bless them, that Your purposes may be outworked upon the earth. And Father, we ask these things for Your glory that Your Kingdom may come and Your will be, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' Name we ask these things. Amen and Amen. 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 Can we thank Paul Meergaard, Rachel Dunwell, Paul Summers. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Incredible, hey Church. I have a couple of things um, to mention before we bring our service to a close. And the first is what we've talked about today is sensitive and some, it it can actually really hit upon uh, things in our own heart. And I just wanna first of all say, if anything today has hit upon a raw place in your own heart, our pastors are here. We wanna chat with you. We want you to share with us. Um, We can refer if we need to. We just wanna be really diligent with that because talking about these matters can really 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 be a sensitive area for many, many people. And we want to steward that well. We love you. We want to care for you. You're our church family and that matters to us. Secondly, um, we've shared one of our, our friends this morning, but tonight... Pastor Jackson's actually going to be unpacking a little bit more about Destiny Rescue, as well as that Sapeo who we've been partnering with for some years now, who are working in Africa, also with children, also removing children off streets, educating and restoring. And it's an, a profound work, as well as a whole lot of youth initiatives. And I want to encourage you, especially mums and dads, people over the age of 35, to be a part of supporting what is happening on Sunday night. You're going to be blown away what's happening in the area of missions at Horizon church as we continue that journey tonight. Thirdly, if you are somebody who, um, as you heard what God is doing in the lives of these children, as you heard, maybe you've never known Jesus Christ yourself. Maybe that's a new thought to you and you've come today and, you know, we're talking about rescues overseas, but you know, there's something in me that wants to know more of faith. We actually have a connect desk, um, a connect stand rather, out in our foyer. If you're at the Sutherland campus, if you are online, you can chat in the chat today and one of our pastors can connect with you and explore matters of faith. If you're here today and you want to explore matters of faith, because the rescuing heart of God is actually for every person in every nation, in every city, in every place, and it's for you as well. And so if you have questions of faith today that you want to explore, we've got a connect stand in the foyer. And then finally, church, I want to encourage you as we prepare, as we prepare for this Miracle Missions offering, yes, it's practical. Yes, we're taking that card this week and we're filling it out and there's a practical element to it. I know Andrew and I are going to set aside a night this week to sit down and practically engage with this, but it is a spiritual activity and I want to encourage you to incline your heart to God and the part that He would have you play to impact lives for eternity. Church, we love you. We love you so much. Thank you for being on this missions adventure with us. Uh, Together, we're gonna do something miraculous next week. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.